just the fact that they believe that he's the yeah, best coach 100%, is, yeah. is unbelievably powerful. Then if the fact that he is as well, like that's the buy-in that sometimes coaches, if there's any bit of doubt, they don't get that. Subscribe to the Football Pod wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Now, I'm delighted to say Cora Staunton is with us, who is now a former AFLW player. Cora, good morning to you. How are you? Hi, boys. How are things? I'm good. How is retirement sitting with you now that it's been made public? Uh, yeah, it's fine. I suppose, as, as you well know now, I've, I made the announcement, um, or not the announcement yesterday, but I just made the decision um, before I left Australia um, at Christmas time. So, yeah, it's kind of set well with me for a while now. So, um yeah, I'm probably just a little bit overwhelmed by um, all of the messages and calls and, you know, uh, social media messages that I've kind of got over the last kind of 24 hours. But yeah, no, it's, it's sitting well with me, um, surely. Um, as I said, I had my mind made up quite a long time ago, so I've had time to process it. Did you know this was going to be your last season heading into it? No, I didn't know heading into it. Um, I suppose when the season was over, um, yeah, I kind of knew by by, by that Um I suppose our club over there is just going in a little bit of a different direction. We did an appointment of a new coach last year, which was obviously a little bit different. Um, I had the same coach for the, the five years previous to that. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, the, the club are really gone back into a rebuilding phase and, um, you know, bringing in a lot of youth and stuff like that. So, you know, while they wanted me to stay on and probably, you know, um, help nurture that youth, um, I knew probably the chances of, you know, um, a premiership title um, were, were probably a little bit further away and, you know, I wasn't going to be in that um, long-term um, window to, 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 to try and win it. So, um, yeah, I felt I kind of had give everything at that stage. And, um, yeah, I was just happy, um, you know, to make my decision um, and not probably have to come home at Christmas time and be worrying about having to get back to training again in January. So, yeah, that, that element of it, is, it has certainly been nice where I'm not, not out having to train and push myself really hard, um, you know, five, six, seven nights a week. Was there ever any thoughts about joining another team who might be potential contenders? Uh, I suppose I had contact from um, from one or two teams surely um, that obviously had got wind. Um, you know, most people didn't know that I was retiring, but I obviously had got wind. However, they did. So I did have a couple of conversations. Um, you know, maybe five, six weeks ago with them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much um, I'm very loyal to wherever I've come from. You know, obviously Mayo, Carnicon. Um, you know, and the Giants was was like that as well. You know, I knew if I was going to go to another club, it was probably just going to be for probably another year and you know um unless you know i i knew i was probably going to go and, and you know you know get the the best out of myself i probably just wanted to stay one club club player which you know i'm glad i did it allows you time now core i guess to reflect on the on, on the five years and, and and the achievements you've had down in australia um and like when you went over in 2018 you were the first like there's a lot of irish uh players women female players over there now which is amazing to see but you were the leader in that regard <clears throat> that regard so was that was that a pressure that that's that you sat lightly with that you took that you were able to kind of deal with, I guess, because when you're the first one in anything, it's difficult. Was it at the time? You know, life was very hectic at the time. I suppose I went straight over. We had competition in All Ireland final with Mayo, lost that to Dublin, and then I um, we went on a really good club run. Um, I went out to Australia in the middle of the club run for a trial, um, and then we went on to win the Club All Ireland that year. And you know, I flew to Australia. <laughs> two days after that. So it was very much a whirlwind. You know, I didn't really have time to think about it because my, all my energies were in either Mayo or Carnicon. And I suppose, yeah, when I went out there the first first month, yeah, certainly I was like, yeah, 
this is this is this is going to be tough. Like I'm going to have to give it my all. And yeah, I suppose then over the last number of years, and, and particularly probably in the last two years, the the amount of attention it's got, um, you know, on TV here. And I suppose um, the first year I went out there, I had a documentary crew follow me, and that was showed. And I suppose the interest kind of grew from there. The girls could see, you know, what, what life was really like out there, and obviously it was being shown on TV over here. So. Yeah, it, it's just crazy. Um, even this morning reading, I think there's three Tipperary girls that have just two gone to Geelong and one gone to North Melbourne. Um, the numbers are just going to be huge now. You know, I, I'd imagine by the end of the um, the draft day, which is the 4th of April, that the numbers will be um, circling in the 30-plus um, girls that will play in the league next year. And that being said, then, you know, in the club competition over there, there's girls moving over there to try and get an opportunity. I, I think in the VFL over there, there's probably about 15 girls playing it, so... Yeah, it's, it's huge. And I suppose, yeah, from when I was there the first year to see that the num- amount of numbers now that are coming out and the amount of contact I get from girls, from their parents, you know, as young as kind of 16, 17, wanting to know how can they, um, you know, basically get there. What do they need to do when they're, you know, the, the, the draft age of 18 or when they're finished school? How can they get out there? And, you know, it was only last week I met a, a mom and her daughter and, and, you know, we spoke through what she might need to do to get there. If there's any doubt on uh, how physical the sport is down in Australia, like we've seen you with a few shiners over the years, uh, no doubt. And <clears throat> I think I remember you saying in one of your columns, or maybe it was on air with ourselves on a Saturday panel at one stage, that you've been told that you play your best footy when you're when you're pissed off. But I'm sure that's something that you kind of ch- channel into such a physical sport. You kind of need to be up and on edge for every single game. Yeah, it is a very physical sport. And I suppose, yeah, I, I suppose that's, you know, people do, it's only when you try and reflect and people ask, you know, what, how are you motivated? And um, yeah, I suppose that when I look back, that's probably the most way I've been motivated throughout my career is, you know, when people doubt you and, you know, probably say that you're, you know, you're not up to something. And I suppose that came with me and my leg break a couple of years ago. People, you know, doubted at 37 and a quadruple leg break that you were probably, you know, going to retire and not come back to the sport. And, yeah, I, I, that that kind of people pissed me off around that, and that was really my motivation just to come back and, and you know show them anything's possible. And you know I was lucky enough I came back from that injury very well, and you know played three seasons after that. So yeah, you do you need to be really open about it. it is a it is a very physically demanding game. You know I often do watch the rugby players here and, and see on how they get up on a Sunday morning or a Monday morning after a big game and. You know that's how you you kind of feel, and and again, it's all it's all position based over there. There's sometimes there's some positions there that you're probably not going to get as hard hitting, but yeah, there's certain positions. And when I was there, I loved the physicality. Um, yeah, probably can probably spend more time. Um, you know, getting scans and stuff. Come home probably with five, you know, five or six different breaks. But yeah, no, the body is still good and and, and held up for the time that I was out there. It's amazing, like a quadruple leg break is. I know, you, you did a piece with Andy Lee a couple of years ago where you kind of went into detail on it, it's just phenomenal. Um, I, like, what was it that pissed you off that people were saying that helped to drive the motivation? Yeah, I, I suppose it was just a couple of people, you know, I suppose this was a very early days, I was probably in hospital at the time and, and kind of my first couple of days back at the club, so it would have been probably, I'd say, maybe I haven't even two weeks done at this stage and people were like oh no you know they'd obviously all seen the x-rays and stuff and you know the x-ray I think filtered around the whole medical team and both the men's and women's side of the club and they're like no, sports people don't come back from this it's very rare and, and if they do they're young um, and I suppose yeah just a couple of comments um, you know from high up people in the Giants at the time they know who they are because you know I've spoken to them since and 
they were they were very much like, oh no, just look after your health, and you know it's going to be very difficult to come back from this, and it's it's okay if you don't, and it's okay if you retire, and just comments, small little comments, and and at times the comments I was probably making them more out of them than not, um, and you know I, I you know I slagged my coach who, who was my coach there for a long time. He made a comment on the way home after a, a two week appointment that I had after getting my stitches out that oh I I was just saying thanks you know for organising the surgeon and how good he was and. He was like, oh, we'll see how good he was, you know, in October, November. And, you know, that was probably seven, eight months post-surgery. And I was like, I know how good he was. I'll be back. So it was that kind of just small things I needed to take. I needed to have that little bit of motivation and drive because when you're in rehab um, on your own six times a week, four or five hours a day, you need something to, you know, push you. When the, especially when the days are hard and they're challenging. And, you know, the days that I was probably learning how to walk again and learning how to hop or whatever it might be, they're challenging and you need some, some little bit of um, extra driver in you. And I suppose, you know, I probably took them from them comments. Are you uh, going to take up golf to fulfil the... <laughs> what are you going to do now to, to match that? I've never actually played golf, but a little bit of tiny bit of pitch and push. And if you see me playing that, I'm, I'm quite bad at it. I, I, I'm not a patient person at all, so I can't imagine the game of golf would suit me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll tip away playing a bit of club football. You know, um, obviously I'm involved with Galway Camogie at the moment and I suppose that's an area I went into, um, you know, in December time. You know, I got a phone call from Carl Murray wondering would I come in and I met him and, you know, I just didn't know if that was something. I was like, I don't really know anything about Camogie. You know, I said, I don't know any of your players or anything like that. And he was like, no, come in and, and see. And, you know, I've been in there for the last kind of three and a half months and I'm absolutely loving it. The longer I'm there, the more, I, more, more I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm working with, you know, 35 girls and, and you know, it's a great experience. I'm doing every bit, everything in Anthem with them from a little bit of coaching up with our forward group, from individual work with the team, um, you know, to supporting Cahill and, and the rest of the backroom team. So I'm really enjoying that, like, um, buzz. And, you know, we were down in Porky Cueve, um on Sunday and we had to beat Cork to get into a league final. And, yeah, I'm I'm the, you know, the one that's getting really into it, jumping up and down and on the sideline, you know, when we get our one-point victory. So... Yeah, I feel that's replacing it a little bit at the moment. But yeah, um, yeah, I suppose club football will replace it for now. Um, but I am really enjoying not having to, uh, you know, do them the extra training sessions. I was never the most um, aerobically um, built person, so I had to train hard to keep fit all the time. And yeah, I suppose I'm not missing that, having to push myself maybe at eight or nine o'clock at night to go out and, and, and do a running program and do that five or six times a week. So but I'm certainly training in a way I'm, I'm, I don't have to go to that um, really dark place when you train that you have to go to. And is the door closed on Intercounty? Oh, yeah, that door closed long ago. God, I'm retired from Intercounty now. <laughs> um, probably, what, I've gone into five or six seasons at this stage, yeah. No, I, I, you know, as I said, I play club football and, you know, I haven't really, while I've played little bits with them over the past few years, I haven't given, you know, enough to them because I've obviously been away Um so yeah, I'm you know just looking forward to playing a little bit of that, um, you know, and as I said, doing work with um, with Gog Camogie, you know, I'm you know I'm training with them, you know, in in every training session with them three or four four times in, in the week. So yeah, I'm kept busy with that, and, and obviously doing the punditry work as well. So um, yeah, there's there's other there's other bits coming down the line, but yeah, you know, between AFL, Gaelic football, and, and everything, um, you know, I suppose I've you know, my body and my mind has probably given a lot to it over the last oh, two two or two or three decades. And geez, I don't want to say three decades, but probably three decades yeah, at this stage. Was the plan always to to be in Australia for for that duration of time? Core, like, would you describe yourself as a as a home bird? Did you did you like coming home? Did you miss Ireland, or, or were you quite happy down there? 
Oh, you know what? It was it was so funny, Shane. Um, every time I went out, so every year I went out. I, when I went out first, I thought I was only going for one season. But every year I went out, I found it really hard to leave home. And then every time I had to come home, you know, or you know, come back for for club season or the season was done down there, I found it very hard to leave Australia. So I'd mixed emotions going, every, you know, either direction. Um, no, I'll certainly, um, I, I'm probably more of a homebird. I always see myself settling home, but that's not to say, um, you know, I will um, take a, a couple of visits. I'll, I'll try and get out to Australia at least once um, every year, if not 18 months, certainly. I have a lot of good friends out there. Um, you know, I, I, I really love the game, you know, hoping maybe to do a little bit with the AFL down the line as well. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it is a sport. I still watch it now. You know, the men's season just started two weeks ago and, yeah, I'm the one up in the middle of the night watching, you know, the Giants play or whatever and, and other games, you know, that the Irish guys are involved. You know, I watched Conor McKinnon in his first two games of Brisbane Nine. So, um, yeah, Dara Joyce, you know, obviously debuted for them at the weekend. So I, I'm still, you know, I'm still really interested in the game and how it works and stuff. And, you know, I have massive contacts over there. So, yeah, I'll be based at home, but certainly I'd, I'd, I'd like to get out over and back to Australia at least once a year if I can. I'm sure you're back in perfect time to see Mayo win the All-Ireland this year. It's worked out well. Yeah, I'm back in proper time for Mayo to win the All Ireland now. If I could get out to see um, the Ireland women in the World Cup, that's my own. That's my only regret that um, you know I, I retired probably a year too soon. Um, <laughs> the the Irish women played their their first um, first game in you know a stadium that's walking distance from where we train in Sydney Olympic Park. So I've been in the stadium many times. So. Yeah, that's that's probably the only disappointment that yeah, if I could have gone out to watch them certainly play, um, because as I said, when the Irish come out there, I've watched the Irish rugby sevens numerous times when they've been out there. It's it's um, it's uh, it's you know, it's so good, and to see Ireland women against Australia in a packed ANZ as it used to be known stadium that can you know hold up to ninety thousand, it's it's going to be something. But yeah, um, as I said, I'll hope to get back and over to Australia as, as often as I can. Cora, it's an absolutely incredible Irish sporting life. Congratulations on uh, putting together multiple brilliant careers that are, would have been Hall of Fame in, in one sport, let alone two or uh, even three if you include the club. So congratulations. Brilliant having you on this morning. and Thanks a million for joining us. No bother, Jared. Thanks for having me on. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.